Welcome to episode 112. Is there ever a bad time to go through a detox? Start of the year, end of the year, all year, right now? The thing with detoxification is that there is so much going on with the toxins and toxicants in our environment that it's hard to know where to start. Do we start with diet? Do we start with water quality and buy a filter? Do we move to the sticks for clean air? Do we buy different cleaning products or do we start using glass instead of plastic? There are just so many things, but one source of toxins that are rapidly becoming a problem for most humans over 40 and many under 40 are solidly on the way to this problem is the intoxication from pharmaceutical drugs that gradually builds up and progressively devastates your entire system over years. So if you know someone that frequently takes pills or injections, prescription or non-prescription to manage their illness or disease, then you must listen to this episode. We chat about the toxic nature of pharmaceutical drugs, how to begin reducing your pharmaceutical burden and recovering your body, and basically... How to spend less time dying. (laughs) Oh, and we also touch on a bit of the V word later in the show. (laughs) V for vacuum. (laughs) Hashtag censorship. (laughs) All right, let's get into the show. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to another mind-boggling episode of the How to Not Get Sick and Die potty. It's my mission to coach 250 individuals to create the sustainable, healthy life that they truly want before the end of 2021, which we hope is a better year, right? (laughs) And if you want to be a part of that group, the link is in the show notes below. Now, at the start of each year, every Tom, Dick and Harry wants to go on a detox. And look, after 2020, I think every human should go on a brain and a bullshit detox. But hey, (laughs) I'm talking about those January detoxes. They're all over the place and everyone sells one and there's a bit of a debate in the health space as to whether they work or they don't work. And well, obviously, depending on which foods you're putting into your body and the state of your body that's been exposed to the toxic life that you've experienced for basically your whole life, especially if you've lived in a city and even if you don't, today's water quality and food quality pretty much leaves most people in a toxic state from which can be a launching pad for virtually any and all disease. And so on the show today, we have an absolute expert in the world of toxicity and getting rid of it, more importantly. Dr. Joe Newsma is the fearlessly described CEO and Chief Toxicologist at Superior Toxicology and Wellness, an international scientific consulting firm that he founded. For the past 30 years, Dr. Joe has been active in toxicology research. He has been able to improve water quality and remove carcinogens from treated water. That's right, carcinogens in water that you drink. He has assisted private clients to review their medical records and to help them eliminate unnecessary prescription drugs from their profile, which we're going to get into today. As a member of the Scientific Advisory Board for Vitro Biopharma, Dr. Joe helped market stem cell-related products for diabetes research to scientific, pharmaceutical, and ultimately medical markets. As we know, the health information out there can be overwhelming with all the options for better health and people are often left confused with more questions than answers which is one of the reasons this show exists and Dr. Newsma follows a similar ethos and provides solutions to our medical questions to give us back the power of our own health. So a big warm welcome to the show Joe, how you doing? I'm doing very well here. It's uh, 
you know, it's it's the middle of the day here in in uh, Denver, Colorado, for me, and still Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday here, and I'm I've just crawled out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I, I appreciate being here, Maddie. Appreciate the invitation. Looking forward to our uh, to our conversation and wherever it actually travels to. Look, I'm really interested in starting on uh, sort of just investigating a bit about your journey and what the epiphanies were that led you to toxicology and eliminating pharmaceutical compounds from water and, and people's diets, unnecessary drugs from people's you know in- medical intake sure. through the week. So where, where did that journey begin and what were the epiphanies that led to it happening? How did Dr. Joe get where Dr. Joe is, is the question, right? That's, yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I got a PhD in, uh, in toxicology. And um, when I started undergraduate school, I was interested in medicine. And at the late 80s, I had average MCAT scores and I was a, I was a white male and, and I applied to eight medical schools and two graduate programs. I got into two graduate programs. So at the time I was working for Dow Chemical, you know, doing pesticide registration for, uh, studies. And, um, and so all of those PhDs that work for Dow Chemical said, oh, yeah, go to graduate school. PhD is a great route. So um, I did. I went to graduate school. School. I did a great project on uh, on butadiene metabolism and toxicity, and that's a four carbon compound that's in everything that's that's uh, rubber has come into contact with uh, butadiene. And then when I moved from uh, the state of Michigan to the state of Colorado to go to graduate school, I could actually see the sun between November and April, <laughs> and during the winter, because if you've ever been in the Midwest in the States in the winter, it's gray. There's no sun in the sky whatsoever. Right. They actually have a condition called seasonal dis, uh, was it seasonal defective disorder where you don't get enough sunshine and it affects your moods. It's amazing the different things that can affect the six inches between your ears. Yeah. That's a big thing in the Nordic countries as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And and so seeing the sun, I decided, you know what, I'm not going to go back to Dow. I'm not going to go back to Michigan. I'm going to stay where I can see the sun. I've been in Colorado ever since. And, uh, you know, I, I applied for one job out of graduate school and I got that working for, it was Geneva Pharmaceuticals turned into Sando, which is the generics wing of uh, Novartis. You know, that's one of the behemoths in the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. And it was my job to make sure that the people working in the plants weren't getting hurt by the, the chemicals that they're working with. And in the pharmaceutical industry, it, the chemicals are unique because they're designed to have an effect on the human body. And if somebody that's making those tablets and capsules provides a pathway of exposure, whether it's by ingestion or through the skin or inhaling it, that drug is going to have the desired effect yep. every single time. So <clears throat> I was on the employee safety side of things and I would do uh, what's known as occupational exposure limits. And that's the amount of drug that the, that the employee can be exposed to before there's any in- increased risk of adverse effects. Over time, the addition to that was called an ADI, acceptable daily intake. And this is a much more critical problem to everyone else in the world because that's the amount of drug A that can be found in drug B before it's an issue for the person taking the drug. Think about that. The pharmaceutical companies know that when you go to the pharmacy and get your drug A, 
it could be contaminated with drug B. They know that. And they have a limit for how much there can be there. I've made a good living out of the pharmaceutical industry. And, you know, I, I, it's been very nice for, for my family, both of my kids born and raised in Colorado. And, and, uh, but I'm the first one to tell you drugs are not the answer. Drugs are not the answer. And if anyone who's ever seen a drug advertisement on TV, that really fast language at the end that nobody can understand, that tells you about everything else the drug will do to you when you take the drug to do what you want it to do for you. And that's the essence of you're talking about detoxifying your body, especially now that people are listening to this podcast in January. Uh, pharmaceutical products are part of the garbage that goes in. You've heard the phrase, you know, garbage in, garbage out. Yep. Pharmaceuticals are part of that. And the, the best advice for the, you know, the New Year's detoxification, it, it, it's like if you ever find yourself at the bottom of a hole, what is the first thing you should do? Stop digging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do that, you can do that in a number of ways. Stop eating garbage. Stop drinking garbage. And then you can control in a step-by-step -step process, bringing yourself a little bit closer back to where you want to be as far as wellness is concerned. Yeah. And the other thing, it's, it's not an overnight success. It took you 50 years to get this fat. It's going to take you more than a week or a month or two months to get unfat. Yeah, I, I have that same conversation with clients as well. When we sit down and um, I deal with a lot of, you know, um, insulin resistance, adiposity kind of stuff with clients. And it's, it's the goal might be, okay, I want to lose 30 kilos. And, I, and the first question I ask is how long did it take to get this 30 kilos? We can't nail this 30 kilos in eight weeks because it took you 18 years to get it. Exactly. What's the, what's the rule of thumb? It's like, it's like uh, two to four kilos every year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. See, I mean, it's, and it's just, and in your, uh, what do you find as, as the, the culprit? Is it sugar? Is it refined carbs or is it both with the insulin resistance? Well, there, there's another dimension that I would like to add to that. So both of them, are the, actually, there's a couple. So vegetable oils, um, which are in anything in a bag of box or a can that are so detrimental to our yeah. cells. <laughs> processed. Yeah, anything processed. Uh, the sugar. Um, and then the third one would be the lack of sleep. So the interruption. Oh, yeah, the that's critical. Interruption of the metabolic um occurrence rate as well as uh, the increased caloric intake every single day, which on average leads to an additional 70,000 calories per year based on an average of a, a one to two hour sleep deficiency. And most people are more. It adds up. Yeah. And you know, you know what you're, you're absolutely, you're, you're painting a picture of, of something else that I like to you know, preach, if you will, as a toxicologist, you know, it's, we live in a soup of toxic exposure and toxicology in particular is a whole picture approach. You can't take one thing or two things and point your finger at it and say, that's the bad guy. Yep. You just can't do it because everything affects the overall physiology of the human body. Yes. And you're absolutely right. You know, sugar is, is evil. The refined carbs is evil. The processed foods is evil. But you mentioned sleep. Sleep is critical and it's just like hydration. Yeah. If you're dehydrated, ain't nothing going to work right. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I often talk about hydration to people and, you know, it can be linked to so many things that have crept in over the years because I talk about um, yeah. with hydration, the fact that like our spinal cord and is one of the last places to actually receive hydration in the body and people suffer from back pain. Have you had for the last 30 years the right water intake every single day? And that little phrase, right water. Yes. That's a whole show in and of itself. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. There was something you said before that I, I want to get into um, that because a lot of the listeners are probably, you know, either take pharmaceuticals or know people that do have family members. And we were talking before about right. the, the toxicity of just different cancer drugs. But you said before about the workers in these pharmaceutical plants not getting hurt by the chemicals that they're making. That would Correct. obviously imply that these pharmaceuticals are damaging. Oh, absolutely. Take a steroid, for instance, somebody that that has one of those inhalers for uh, asthma. You know, a steroid is a very powerful drug and it has effectors all over the body. You're taking a steroid for one thing, to relax your airways so you can breathe. But there's 50 other spots in the body that that steroid also hits because it doesn't know to just go to your lungs. It goes everywhere. And it hits those things and it makes little physiological modifications. And those happen. You know what they call that? They call that side effects. <laughs> and there's a mantra in the, in the pharmaceutical industry. Today's side effects lead to tomorrow's therapies. One of the poster children for that is Propecia, marketed by Merck started its life as a prostate cancer drug. You're probably familiar with it, with your background. Well, during clinical trials, these guys that were taking this prostate cancer drug started growing hair all over the place, especially on the top of their head. So what is Propecia marketed for now? Male pattern baldness. That's like uh, Viagra, right? That was actually not an initially, it was a, the side effect of taking the initial Viagra drug had no, nothing to do with sex at all. With a boner? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And then they found out that that was a side effect and they repackaged it and marketed it as, as a sex, dr sex drug. <laughs> and just to show you how good marketing is, Viagra, at least in the States, is marketed as a blue diamond tablet. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Pharmaceutical marketing is a dark black hole, I, which, which leads me to ask, after your career, I, do you experience a sense of inner conflict? No, I don't. Because uh, I've always been on the safety side of things. And um, I have seen the destruction of pharmaceuticals. There was one particular drug. It's called Alprazolam. And uh, it's a anti-anxiety and it is a drug that uh, the, the marketed name, the, the, the uh, brand name is Xanax. Yeah. So, you know, everybody likes their Xanax. They take it like can't, candy. It helps them to deal with the world, if you will. And this particular drug has maybe one to two percent active ingredient in the final tablet. Yep. So 98 to 99% of what's in that tablet is fillers and inactive ingredients. So what I saw happen at the pharmaceutical plant was somebody that received a whole bucket of active ingredient, a whole fiber pack of 55-gallon drum, if you will, and they took a sample of that for quality control purposes. They got a, a, a airborne snoot full of this stuff. It put them in the intensive care unit for five days. Wow. 
That's the power of these pharmaceutical products if you don't respect them. And the problem is you never know which one is going to do that to you. If you don't have the training and the education, like someone like myself or yourself, and I was there to help these people to make sure that they went home with all the same physiological functions that they arrived to work with. And so I, I, I was always on the safety side and I was always on the, how can we do this better? So my entire career, drugs or anything else has always been, let's look at the way things are done. And let's figure out a way to do it better. And that's why now, you know, there, there's a lot of people that, that, I, that are suffering from what I call polypharmacy. That means you're on multiple drug products. And if you think about it, think about your wife, think about your dad, think about your mom, think about your grandparents. What do you see when you go to their house? They have those daily pill packs that you pop up and it's Monday through, you know, Sunday and they have different pills. They have different pills for mornings, different pills for nights. And most people are on more than one pharmaceutical product. The last person that I did this evaluation for was on 12 pharmaceutical products and 17 supplements. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. It's virtually a drug dealer. And, <laughs> yeah. And what I offer through Superior Toxicology and Wellness is I call it my HOPE program. It's Health Optimization Prescription Evaluation. And you can get on my website, superiortoxicology.com, find the HOPE button and fill out a questionnaire if you're on five or less or six or more drug products. And I will analyze these drugs based on the history and what you tell me and give you questions that you can bring back to your healthcare provider, essentially saying, prove that I need to be on these drugs. The last person I just mentioned that was on 12 pharmaceutical products, there was five different therapeutic categories that she had redundant therapy. Right. That means five different things that she was taking drugs for. She was taking multiple drugs for the same thing. And the thing about it, the way healthcare is set up, at least in the United States, you tell me if it works this way in Australia, is that physicians don't have time with their patients to go through everything they're on. They're there to see them for what they came in the door for. They want to write a prescription and send them out the door as quickly as they can because they don't get paid for the extra time. And if they're seeing multiple physicians, each of which give them one or two drug products, they stack up in a hurry. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 fairly similar in Australia. Uh, the difference is that we don't have any public marketing. Um so there's no billboards, there's no ads in Australia that, you know, you know, a, 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 ask your doctor about this. Yeah, a, yeah a one exactly. minute drug advertisement and then 3 minutes disclaimer. Like I've seen those ads in the US where it's like the disclaimer is, you know, 3 to 5 times the length of the actual drug ad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it, just to combat the fact that, that people that are on multiple drug products, they're seeing a spiraling downward of their quality of life. You know, they, they see really a hopeless situation that they have zero control over, and they're placing 100% blind trust in their physician and medical practitioners. And what I offer is an option for evaluation by a professional that can then give you the right questions to ask to say, prove that I still need to be on these drug products. And I have yet to do an evaluation where I have told the person, you need everything you're on. 
No, and it's it's I find different classifications. You know, it's and and you're gonna these are gonna be near and dear to your heart. You know, antidepressants and the pre-diabetic regimen. Yeah, you know, people get put on statins when they start getting a little thick instead of their doctor saying, get your ass off the couch and walk around the block once a week, once a day. And if people were to just make that choice, that choice, take the first step, do something different, because if they keep doing what they're doing and expect different results, that's the definition of insanity. (laughs) Absolutely, it is. And with the with the antidepressants, the best way to get off an antidepressant is by a dog. Yeah. Because then you're in charge of another sentient soul on this rock. Mm-hmm. They are your responsibility. And that dog is going to want to go around the block. So you can get antidepressants and those pre-diabetics in the same fell swoop. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating, and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. The thing that I'm interested about is I I absolutely love the work that you're doing because um, my experience uh, before I was a quote-unquote hippie was that, you know, I was all for Western medicine and my mum's a nurse and I grew up going to the hospital with my mum and so, uh, you know, and I was stoked as a, you know, early 20s getting the job at the hospital and and I thought I was a part of the bigger picture and the thing that I realised, the light bulb, one of the light bulbs in my story was... When, when I realized that we don't deal with causation and how, right. just as you said, how can you expect a different result? And, and essentially drugs, in my experience, in a chronic disease context, just mask the problem so that you can go on living. But underneath the foundations you, you of that- You become a lifelong customer. Yeah, absolutely. And the foundations of your health house, let's, let's call it, continue to rot, but out of sight. So it's out of sight, out of yep. mind. And so in order to roll those uh, people back off their drugs that they don't need that you work with, do you also need to find a functional medicine doctor that's then willing to work with the patient to fix the actual problem that those drugs are, drugs are masking? Sometimes, but w- w- what my experience most likely or or most closely tracks is when someone comes in with targeted questions regarding their pharmacotherapy, the doctor is much more willing to open up that functionality of their own practice and they don't have to dump the doctor. The doctor's like, oh, you're interested in not being on pharmaceuticals. Well, 
let me help you do that. That's great news. And the doctors themselves, when they're equipped to, can provide those alternatives. Yeah. Sometimes, and I have told people this, you need a new doctor. (laughs) And the way I do it, the way I've found a, a huge amount of success is I tell people from wherever they are, wherever they're living, find a chiropractor that you trust. Yep. And once you find a chiropractor that you trust, ask them about their holistic practitioners. Yeah, beautiful. Because they know a lot better than the the Western-trained MD physicians because they are, in my opinion, a little bit arrogant in the United States. Oh, absolutely. Not a little bit. Everywhere. And yeah. the way that society's set up, we, we they're on the top of the, the hierarchy and the, their job's the pre- right. most prestigious. And so... and. Like we all look up to them in a way that's like, you know, they're God's gift to the this green earth, you know. And they've had one semester of pharmacology in medical school, one semester of pharmacology, which is all about the drugs. The pharmacist is a lot better to talk about it. But even more, the, the Western trained physician, they're pill mills. Yeah. They want to write a prescription and move you along. And they have absolutely no idea that most of the active ingredients found in those pills have a basis in natural product medicine that goes back thousands of years in the Far East. Oh, absolutely. I talk a lot about um, those types of medical modalities on on here. And I think Western medicine is brilliant for, you know, in a car crash, acute medicine, uh, emergency medicine. But in the context of chronic disease, alternative medicine hands down wins the race. Oh, absolutely. They're only, the Western physician is only as smart as the last drug rep that sat across their desk. Oh, absolutely. It's, oh, and I saw amazing. a statistic that, I mean, what was it? Greater than 90% of physicians have been remunerated by pharmaceutical companies in some way or another. Yeah. Most of them are just, they take them out and they buy them a fancy dinner to tell them about their drug. That's still influencing their judgment. That's like every presentation that you or I have ever been to. The first two or three slides is about forty different logos worth of um of, of oh, yeah. these are the these are the people that I've received funding from, and they go through those slides so quickly that you can't even check in, and then we're meant to like accept the data as it, as if it's got no bias. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and it's just it, there's there's so many different things that can go wrong versus what could go right. And, and I always, I provide other alternatives too. It's like my, my best friend here in the States has got uh, high blood pressure due to his genetics. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I introduced him to a natural product that uh, once he got onto that natural product, he doesn't take any high blood pressure medicine at all. Yeah. None, zero. And the, the best part about this natural product, you know, my mom's 80 years old, She just got through with her second knee replacement. The first one, she wasn't on the natural product. The second one, she was. And she saw decreased inflammation, decreased swelling, and faster healing and progression through her physical therapy the second time through. Wonderful. So, you know, and it's it's all about oxidative stress. It's all about oxidative stress. You know, that's a side effect of breathing. It's one of the design flaws of the human body that when we inhale oxygen and that oxygen goes in through our bloodstream, all throughout our body, ultimately getting to each cell and the cell sends it to the mitochondria, which is in cytoplasm. And that's the energy powerhouse. That's the part of the cell which powers everything that we want to do, including going out on New Year's Eve and getting drunk. You need your mitochondria in order to do that. Yep. 
But a side effect is that mitochondria takes everything that comes in and it kicks out these oxygen radicals. And these oxygen radicals are like little needles that poke holes all over your cells in your body. And your body has a big old bin of defense mechanisms that it goes around patching all these holes. Yeah. And if you control your oxidative stress, that bin of defense mechanisms lasts longer. And your body has a tremendous capacity to heal if the resources are available to it. And what I've found is when people are taking this product, it's called Carbon 60, C60. And the one I like in particular is called C60 Complete. It combines it with two natural products, black seed oil and curcumin. So c60complete.com, you can learn all about it. Made by an organization called livelongerlabs.com. But the C60 Complete is organ protective and it's, it's the world's best antioxidant. C60. And you can even Google that. There's lots of them on the market. I mean, you don't have to buy C60 Complete. You can get any one you like. Find one that works for you. But if you control that oxidative stress, it keeps that cellular defense mechanism bucket full longer so that your body has the resources necessary to heal. And it's amazing what the body will repair if it's got the resources to do it. And you know this, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here, Maddie, but you know this, that the the body will do amazing things. And a story I like to tell is a retired physician by the name of Dr. Loretta Ivory. She had macular degeneration. Heard of that? Yeah. Yeah, it's irreversible, apparently. But it's all based in oxidative stress and reactive oxygen species. And Loretta Ivory was losing her vision in her eye. And she took the C60 oil and coconut oil that comes in a bottle that's designed to last a month, she used that in in a week. And she's been doing that. And not only did it stop the progression of her macular degeneration, but it reversed the damage. And her eye doctor nearly broke his arm, patting himself on the back with the great therapeutic (laughs) job he did in helping her. Yeah. It's funny you say, like, there's a story there. So... In the at the hospital, in the group of doctors that I talk with, they usually come into the office and roll their eyes when somebody went on some extreme dietary change and they're going into remission, and they're like, you know, must have been the chemotherapy. This person's like left left their job, you know, they've no no stress, they're doing all of the holistic things, and then the doctor takes the claim for the the outcome. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And right now, my dad, he's eighty years old. He was just recently diagnosed with uh, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Mm-hmm. He was a uh, he was an oral surgeon for his entire working career, and so he was in the dental labs and he was inhaling silica, which is a lung irritant, and that could very well have started the fibrosing process in his lungs decades ago. Yeah, but idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis is fancy medical words for your lungs are scarring up, decreasing the efficiency at which it can carry oxygen, and we don't know why. Yeah. The physician, the the pulmonary specialist that looked at my dad uh, three years ago told him that it is a progressive disease. There's nothing they can do. You probably have about three and a half years to live. Get your stuff in order. Yeah, right. He was back there at two and a half years, and the physician was amazed that there had been zero progression of that disease. Because when my dad told me about that diagnosis, I said, "Uh uh-uh, nope, sorry, we're not taking that. And I sent him... That carbon 60, C60 complete. And I said, you're taking this every single day. 
And this product is probably the reason he hasn't had any progression of that disease in his lungs. And of course, that lung doctor broke his arm, taking credit <laughs> for all the good work that he's done for my dad. You know, and it's just, it's, it's really silly, but I talk about C60 Complete because I want everybody in the world to know about C60 Complete because it's yep. truly the fountain of use with those three ingredients. You can look up Carbon 60, Black Seed Oil, and Curcumin on the NIH database, and you'll get 25,000 articles on therapeutic benefits of these three products. Yeah, I remember when I did a um, presentation on nutrition in the context of cancer, and there were 6,000 cancer studies with curcumin. Yeah, it's it is it's anti it's anti carcinogenic, and it's antibacterial. It's antiviral. My mom and dad are convinced that because they take C sixty complete, that's why they haven't gotten sick at all. No common cold, no COVID, whatever they call it. <laughs> no uh, common cold, no flu virus, no nothing. Yeah. They are healthy as can be. Eighty years old. They go to bowling twice a week, and. They are convinced that C60 is the reason why. And so. is this in the context of lifestyle and diet improvement as well? Because I, 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 oh, absolutely. I assume without that, then we're just taking the same medical thinking to a, to a natural approach, which is like a supplement will fix the problem. Yeah, well, it, yes, exactly. And you got to think about it in terms of everything down at the cellular level. We're made up of cells little individual cells and cells create tissues, tissues create organs and organs create systems and systems create humans. If we can keep our cells healthy, everything else is going to fall in line and our cells stay healthy by what we breathe, what we eat, what we drink and any other toxins that we're exposed to. And that can be chemical, that can be physical, you know, chemical, that's your your uh, pharmaceutical products or your cigarettes or your alcohol, physical, that's your electromagnetic radiation, that's your, um, your, your 5G cellular stuff. You know, it depends on which side of the fence you, you land on. You're living in a soup of toxic insults. And if you can eliminate some of those insults, Overall, you're going to be better because everything takes from the same pool of cellular defense mechanisms. And when they're gone, that's when things start going wrong. Your DNA starts getting hit. Your RNA starts getting hit. Your uh, enzymes and proteins start getting hit. And when your cellular health begins to fail, that affects your tissue health, which affects your organ health, which affects your system health, which affects your human health. And it's all related. I often think about it that the world's so toxic that why wouldn't you put the ones you've got control over, whether it be pharmaceutical drugs, the food you eat, or the water quality, they're the ones you have control over. The air you breathe, you yep. don't really have a choice in that one. So it's, yep. you know. Well, you can pick where you live, yeah. in an urban area or a rural area. Absolutely. And I guess a lot of people are forced to live in a, in, in a, in a you know, urban area to, for right, employment exactly. opportunities. But yeah, the ones that you have control over, you know, you, you, you have the power to change the outcome of your life and the sort of catchphrase that i use a lot is that the goal you know of of living in this modern world is to spend less time dying because so many people are on yeah. pharmaceuticals for so long and there's no there's no particular diet or lifestyle that really adds a significant life you know amount of years to the end of your life it's not like any diet fits into any of those categories really so it's really about 
you know, all living to the same age and who spent less time, you know, in bed or dying, you know. So it's like exactly. that, that's the yeah. mission. You, you eat an apple instead of an Oreo. You drink a water instead of a Coke. And uh, whatever you do, try not to smoke anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, I mean, that's, that's, where we're, that's where we go. Yeah. That's how we get there. And I like to talk about it in terms of uh, a voluntary versus involuntary risk. Yep. You know, it's all risk management when it comes down to it. And that's a big, fancy toxicological term to how do you deal with those chemical insults? Yeah. And voluntary risk is I choose to drink that beer with my buddies as often as I do, which is why, I, you know, I, I have a lot of buddies. <laughs> and so there's a lot of beers. And you just you have one beer with your buddies instead of 12 beers with your buddies. And that's the baby step to taking control of your wellness. Yeah. You don't smoke. You know, you don't uh, eat a diet that's just chocked full of of processed foods, you know, and, and like you said, anything out of a box or a bag or a can, yep. it's going to be bad for you. <laughs> and, Absolutely. Uh, and then with with water, you know, it's just like you cut out those sugary, dr- sugary drinks and you drink water. Yeah. For crying out loud. Drink water and you're going to be better off. And one of the first things I tell people is the water that's treated at your at your treatment plant in your town, they dump in chlorine most times. And that chlorine combines with organics and and, uh, you get trihalomethanes, which are carcinogenic to humans over time. So traditional water treatment, the cheapest way to do it makes you sick in the end. And the problem is they treat them at this plant, even if it's treated at the plant, they send it out through pipes that are lined with biofilm and it gets re-inoculated with everything they just killed at the plant. So what comes out of your tap? Something that's just barely qualifies as treated or something that has the potential to get you sick if you're not ultimately healthy. So if you're tipped in the wrong direction because you went out on New Year's Eve and got drunk, you're dehydrated, you haven't detoxified, your cellular defense mechanisms are down because you didn't get the sleep you needed, and your diet has sucked the last week, now you drink this tap water, and that bacterial infection gets a foothold and makes you sick. And that's the thing that we're talking about. It's all a balance. Can you fight it off? Can you not fight it off? It's like this virus stuff that the U.S. media tells everybody in the States to be scared of. It's the same in Australia. Yeah. Exposure to COVID does not necessarily mean that you're going to get infected. And if you get infected, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a bad infection. And if you get a bad infection, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to kill you. There's orders of magnitude between each one of those steps. And when it's got the survival rate of greater than 99.9%, it shouldn't be getting any press at all. Oh, and I've, I totally agree with you. And it's the same here. And that's why I said at the start of the podcast that people really need to detox from the bullshit of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 2020 needs to be flushed and treated. <laughs> <laughs> this is really an interesting conversation. So my first job out of university, uh, which I was in for about six months, was in a water treatment chemistry lab. And it was my job to check uh, the amount of molecular, and bo- molecular material in samples mm-hmm. from 
you know, hundreds of different homes and, and right, the organic loads, yeah, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's just shocking to, cause I had essentially from the sewerage plant <laughs> to the tap and you know, it, the, the tap was there's a lot of it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all you need is organic material and free chlorine to create the carcinogens. Yep. Now, you know, I'm involved with another company that um, it's actually very popular in Australia. You might have heard of it. It's called Twin Oxide. It is a two powder product that uh, that actually creates chlorine dioxide and chlorine dioxide is it's more expensive than chlorine, but it's superior because there's no free chlorine. So when you treat your water with chlorine dioxide and I would recommend twin oxide in particular that the THMs, trihalomethanes, they go to zero. And we've proven this in a couple of water plants in the States. There are zero carcinogens when you use only twin oxide to disinfect your water. And the reason more people don't, because the engineers and the bean counters that are in charge of making those decisions think that people are okay with a little bit of carcinogens in their water because it's cheaper. And if you ask the people, the bean counters and the accountants or the engineers are 100% wrong. They would be willing to pay a few more pennies for every gallon of water to have it without carcinogens. Yeah, well, it's it's all about the checks and balances in the uh, accounting ledger, right? <laughs> it, it is right now. And, you know, the, the way you get around that is, you know, these decision makers that are the, the gate keepers, you take the story to the public. You do the grassroots education system and then the public goes to their decision makers and say, no, we want to do it this way. Yeah. And it's just it's it's a long sales cycle because of the hurdles that are in the way in the states. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I heard recently on a friend's podcast. Uh, so my friend runs a podcast called The Alternative Truth. She's a she's a medical doctor, and she had a guest. Uh, a, two guests on were essentially debating, uh, you know, <laughs> vaccine. Uh, for COVID, right? And one of the uh-huh. one of the guests um, has thirty eight years worth of alternative medicine PhDs, Dr. Mark Cohen, and he uh, he sort of said that in the context of you know vaccines that we that we obviously don't need it based on the numbers you just said as well. But he said that the the effect that the same amount of financial resources would have on the world if you put it into providing clean water for the entire planet than providing this vaccine, which will certainly have a, a percentage of size side effects that the risks and percent. that's a good way to say it yeah, a percentage <laughs> that number could vary but the, the, but the impact of clean water for the world uh, for less money than the vaccine would cost would be far more impactful to global health and you know the state of the planet uh, than obviously providing a vaccine which is a product from a business to make money yeah maddie that's a whole picture that's a whole picture approach right there you know i mean it's just it's a risk benefit analysis and it's a it's a what's most important to people and you know, in the United States in particular, and you can you can say what it is in in Australia. Back in the middle '80s, the there was an act that went through Congress that uh, took away all culpability to the pharmaceutical companies for all vaccines. Yep. And so, any vaccine that was developed post middle '80s, there really isn't the traditional toxicity testing that goes into it to make sure they're completely safe. And if somebody has an adverse reaction to a vaccine in the United States, the government pays that off. 
the taxpayers pay that off. And so there's no liability for the pharmaceutical companies to just churn out vaccine after vaccine after vaccine after vaccine. And right now in this day and age, if a newborn baby first day on this earth were to get all of the recommended vaccines, they would get stuck over a hundred times. Yeah, it's That's devastating. crazy. Yeah, absolutely. To think that the divine design of the human immune system got so bad that we needed this pharmaceutical company intervention. Oh, it's crazy. No, I'm t- and I'm totally with you. And my job uh, that I worked in vaccine formulation, th- that was the beginning of me becoming a woke person because I was just confused. <laughs> I was confused why there was no double-blind placebo-controlled trials. I was confused why uh, medical doctors didn't really receive any education through their degree about it. And and then I started discovering pharmacists coming out about talking about, uh, you know, the, the ones that were willing to risk it, just like the doctors that are willing right. to risk speaking out about uh, chemotherapy and all of these types of things. And so that's, exactly. that's where I started to wonder, like, why are these, so, you know, why are vaccines... You found a better way. Yeah, well, yeah, but, and why are vaccines not held to the same gold standard of, as every other clinical trial in medicine? That's the $1,000, that's the $25,000 question that really nobody's answering. Nobody wants to. Everybody deflects answering that question. Yeah, and what you said before is true too in Australia that um, uh, companies have legal immunity. Uh, you know, vaccine manufacturers have legal immunity, and and you know, yeah. even even if not that I'm trying to convince anybody to be on any particular side, but just that question alone should raise alarm bells. Absolutely, it should. And the way the vaccines that are injected work, it bypasses a critical aspect yeah. of the immune system. Yeah, because the immune system has parts that are on your skin and in your oral mucosa and your mouth and nose and lungs. And when you take a needle and jam it through your skin and put these antibodies in a different compartment, it bypasses the best part of your immune system, which should be the first thing that sees this insult and creates the immune response to it. It's just, it's just illogical how the whole process works. Uh, I'm with but you. Don't get me wrong. There's been some fantastic vaccines that did a lot of good. The measles vaccine, the smallpox vaccine. But now there's vaccines for everything. Yeah. Let the human body operate as it was designed. Uh, amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that we could talk forever, but where can everybody find you online? Uh, people can find me at superiortoxicology.com. Superiortoxicology.com. And if you can't remember that, just Google Dr. Joe for Hope and you will find that HOPE program. You'll find the health optimization prescription evaluation. And if you get to my website, superiortoxicology.com, you'll also find the C60 complete because I have a, a button that you can get right to that product because I think everybody should be exposed to it. Yeah, awesome. If all your all those links that you just mentioned will be down in the show notes below. So if anybody has resonated with this, head down and check out Dr. Joe's content and his website and, and grab yourself some C60. And uh, as well, if you've enjoyed the episode, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, social media, wherever you like to hang out. Give us both a tag. All of our handles will be down below. And to wrap up, my friend, what is one piece of health information that you wish more people knew about? It's not an overnight process to recover what took you years to build. All you can do is decide to take the first step and then keep taking the next step. If you try to change too much, you're destined to fail. 
one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Dr. Joe. I'm really grateful for your time. I, I really think we should do this again. I think we could talk about a lot of stuff. We, we can do that. You, you get some feedback from your listeners that they want to learn more, dive deeper on any particular subject. I'm game. Wonderful. I love it. All right, man. Well, thanks so much. We'll catch you soon. Excellent. Thanks for the invitation. Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.